This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome into another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast, breaking down everything in districts five and six in the state of Idaho. I'm Brandon Bainey. He is Sean Kane. Sean, what's up? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, not a whole lot. School started. We got kids in class and we got sports on the field, man. Yeah, we... <laughs> We had kind of, uh, you know, when biz- a new business opens, they have a soft open where, uh, you know, it's just kind of, you know, everything's Come in, at half. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not really opening, but try it out. Yeah. Last week was kind of the soft open. We we had some teams competing, but, but this week, like every school and almost every sport is going to be competing at some point. So really exciting. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh there's you know good i think there's just good atmosphere in the pocatello area everyone's real excited to be back um to football basketball volleyball you know i saw a bunch of cross countries up by where runners up by where we live today they were sucking some wind in the heat and uh yeah i think it, i mean i think everyone's you know i hate using that generic term like getting back to normal but it, fa- it feels way back to normal to me like for sports and school and i i love it it feels great <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. And I know everybody, all the diehards up in Idaho Falls and Rexburg, and they're getting ready too. And oh, some yeah. teams, some teams got ready and showed up really well. You know, let's recap what happened last week. In football, there was actually a, a handful of teams from East Idaho that were competing. The game we had on IdahoSports.com was rigby playing Coeur d'Alene at a neutral site, the University of Montana's Washington Grizzly Stadium up in Missoula, Montana. I was on the call for that game, Sean. Rigby looked, they looked good. I mean, I wasn't sure yeah. coming in because they, they had to replace so many guys. But Yeah, and we watched them a bunch. We've covered them. I, I thought the same thing. And, I you know, I watched I watched the broadcast, obviously. And you know what I could think of was the guy from Arizona. He goes, they are who we thought they were. That's kind of what I thought when I saw Rigby, they are who we thought they were. And I'm like, that's what came to mind. And that's what I got from Rigby uh, last week in their play on, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, a 24 to nothing shutout of Coeur d'Alene. The, the Rigby defense logged four takeaways, three fumble recoveries, and an interception. Uh, Mason, so I was doing the game with my family, actually. I had my brother running the camera. I had my dad keeping stats. And we all kind of took a poll you know, hey, who should the IdahoSports.com player of the game be? And we all came up with a different guy. <laughs> so <laughs> that never happens with me and you, by the way. But no, I'm we're always on the same page. <laughs> I I wanted to give it to uh, Mason Burgess, uh, the junior linebacker. He he came off the edge a couple of times and was just unblocked for whatever reason. He had a sack. He had a, a key fumble recovery that turned into a 15-yard scoop and score for a touchdown. So I thought he played really well offensively. Luke Flowers, uh, first year as a starting quarterback, has already picked up an offer from a Division One school, Arizona, which is exciting. He threw for 207 yards and two touchdowns and, and made it look easy, to be honest. Um, Brady Packer played really well at wide receiver. And mea culpa to the Rigby fans out there listening. <laughs> I <laughs> Luke Flowers threw two touchdowns. The first one was a 70-yard bomb to Brady Packer. He wears the number 12. The second touchdown came to Cade Steffler. He wears the number 14, but they were close enough that for some reason I just had Packer in my oh. head and I gave I gave Cade Steffler's touchdown to Brady Packer and I I am truly sorry for that. 
I usually, it usually doesn't happen to me, but the first game I'm still, you know, shaking off yeah. the rust. It's, you know, been a whole year since I've called a football game. Um, so yeah, my apologies to Cade Steffler, but he caught the second touchdown, but uh, Rigby just like, they looked good in every well, yeah. asset. Yeah. And you know, and you know, Rigby and Armando Gonzalez, their coach, he doesn't, he's not going to care as long as that touchdown happens. He's going to be happy if, you know, whoever catches it. And I think that's why they're always so good is, they can for they always have stars and they all they always can be very unselfish on there too and that's a that's a recipe for success obviously definitely so rigby uh yeah they're still good <laughs> they got nothing to worry about <laughs> they um, are who we said they <laughs> that's right they have a pretty tough game they're going to travel down to skyview utah this week um skyview is one of the premier utah programs the bobcats are uh you know multiple d1 players year in year out so this will be a good test for rigby here in week one as they uh, hit the road again their first five games are on the road this year sean and with the new turf and everything you think they would want to be there at home but you know sometimes you know i was talking to some other people but you know the coaches that go out there and get those games and work hard to get them you know, it pays off. Maybe not this year, maybe next year, maybe a couple years down the road, but building that schedule and, you know, you only what have eight games. You've got to, you know, you've got to make the most of it and, uh, you know, credit to them for trying to do that. Yeah. So the first five on the road and then three of their last four are home games. So that's going to be a nice little baked in thing for Rigby down the stretch for sure. They got to get there first, but man, one and no start. They, they look really good. Um, in fact, the only 5A team from East Idaho that didn't play last week was Highland, as Madison and Thunder Ridge both oh, hit no. the road as well. Thunder Ridge went to Minico. That was a game we also uh, had a broadcast of on IdahoSports.com. Uh, they lost to Minico 40-21. to Now, Minico's a pretty good 4A team. I think it says more about Minico than it does about Thunder Ridge. Yeah, and it was. I was watching that one, too, and that one... That game was kind of close, closer, and then there was kind of a long rain delay, maybe lightning. I, I couldn't quite tell, but they had a delay for a while. And kind of after that delay, Minico just kind of put it away. They kind of just, I think they were ready to be done with the delay. But yeah, they, they um, again, you know, they're just very solid on both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, first year head coach in, at Thunder Ridge. And, you know, they've... They're they're trying to put together a, a new kind of program and stuff, but they, they did very well. They've they've got some um, holes to fill, but you know, tough conference there in Southeast Idaho five A football for sure. Yeah, and then the team that's got to be the most frustrated, I feel like, is Madison. They went all the way over to Hawaii to play the Storm. Now Madison outgained Hawaii in total yardage, just you know, some unfortunate turnovers and things like that, and. Why he comes away with a 13 to seven win in a game that Madison feels like we probably should have won, but I mean, you got to actually deliver and do it. So now they're Owen one. Um, but I, I think they're going to be okay. Still Ben dredge is back at quarterback and he was doing his normal thing where he kind of scrambles around, runs around all over and <laughs> yeah, makes something happen. Yeah. So, but for Madison, kind of a bummer that, that was a long road trip for sure. Um, and now they turn around and, and we'll play in the Rocky Mountain Rumble. And we'll, we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Um, other teams that were in action last week, uh, there was one 4A squad that was Preston. They went and played Lakeland in a neutral site game at Montana Tech University in Butte. They were shut out 28 to nothing. This is a Preston team that's young. They, they lost a lot of talent. They've got a new coach in Craig Cunningham. And, you know, it's going to be a, maybe a week by week improvement for Preston. Yeah, I would agree. It's just they they've got some pieces there. 
They just might not know how they all fit together at this point. And Lakeland is, I, you know, Lakeland's slowly always kind of just, they're kind of on the edge. They make the playoffs. They maybe don't win that first round, but they've kept it close on both first rounds the last few years. And that's a Lakeland team that's, I think, hungry to kind of get into that second, third round of the playoffs. And that's what it looked like this week. Definitely. And they've got a new coach as well. So maybe uh, new motivation, new style, new energy into that into that Lakeland program. Um, 3A, Sugar Salem. We talked about it last week. Their coaching staff said, I don't want to be the first team we play in 2022. Soda Springs volunteered for that duty. They got a home game out of it, uh, but the Diggers won 48 to 16. Now, check check this out, Sean. They, they say bad luck comes in threes. All right. Well, as the Diggers are traveling down to Soda Springs, the bus breaks down. Oh, <laughs> that's no. oh, that's no. strike. That's strike one. Then they get the game going, and it gets delayed by lightning. That's strike two. And you're like, oh man, what what's the third strike? Where's the hammer going to drop? Well, the third strike went to Soda Springs, and they, yeah, Sugar had no problems. Uh, Forty eight <laughs> to sixteen win. They made it look easy. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, Sugar Slim is going to be one of those teams in three A that you're just going to have to keep an eye out. And you know, they've got them ranked in the coaches poll this week at three but you know i look at those teams and i'm thinking any given day that that sugar sailing team could beat them and but i have to give some credit so to springs if if i had to look and right now and tell you who had the toughest schedule out of any team in the state i, I would probably point towards them so um credit to them for scheduling tough games and trying to turn that program around a little bit and that's sometimes what you got to do so good for them but sugar sale i'm like yeah you're that's the team there that's a playoff team you can tell from the start the get-go for sure. And Sugar is going to be playing at the uh, Rocky Mountain Rumble this weekend as well. Yeah. So uh, D- Danny Neal, 213 yards passing and a touchdown through the air. To me, he's the key. We know they've got Carson Harris, who's a good running back. They've got some good receivers. Last year, in in the and again, I only saw Sugar play a couple of times, and I only called one game, and that was the championship. Um, actually, I called their quarterfinal game against Marsh Valley as well. Okay. Um, but But – you know, Danny Neal a couple of times, you know, uh, turned the ball over. And, and if he can clean that up, then I think, yeah, I think Sugar's a really good team. Yeah, he's got to make, you know, that's why they have him back there. He's going to make those decisions. And, you know, you've got to just kind of keep pushing him to go for it, I think, too. And, you know, sometimes they're the wrong decisions. But as it goes on, he's got that confidence to make it. And that's that's what's important later on in the season, I think, is your key players having the confidence to go out and make the plays you need to. And, of course, uh, Sugar Salem's uh, biggest rival in terms of the conference is South Fremont. They started the year 1-0. Hey, Wood River, welcome to 3A football. And uh, South Fremont defeats the Wolverines 20-8. to We talked about Wood River enough last week and how that's going to go. But good start for South Fremont as well. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we picked to happen. You know, we're right sometimes. (laughs) But, um, yeah, you know, South Fremont's always – that's – that 3A in kind of Southeast Idaho, there's just a lot of good. 3A is a tough, it's just a tough conference. It's hard to look at any of the 3A conferences and go, there's bad teams. I, you know, every every conference has got some solid teams that come out of there. And um, South South Fremont will be, I, they'll be right in there. I bet you they crack into the coaches poll at some point this year too. Yes, they're, they're always such a good team. Chad Hill is a really good coach. He's been doing it. A long time there for uh, the Cougars of South Fremont. Let's talk soccer. You know, soccer got started this weekend as well. And I think if you ask people, you know, in in East Idaho, you know, who are the teams that 
are drawing the most, you know, preseason accolades. They'd say like, you know, Sugar Salem, certainly on the boys' side and Teton on the boys' side. And uh, on the girls' side, though, it was Highland, right? Highland is a, is a team that's gotten to state the last couple of years, uh, favored to win their conference, although, you know, Thunder Ridge <laughs> might have something to say about that. I know Thunder Ridge uh, thinks they have a pretty good girls' team, and uh, we'll see. But Highland comes out in their season opener against Pocatello on Friday, and the Thunder get the one nothing win. Now, this is a Pocatello team that's building, right? It's They were in a downswing, and now they're kind of coming out of it. But, boy, a one nothing win over Highland to start the year, pretty good for the Pocatello ladies. Yeah, I mean, Pocatello girls soccer made uh, the – made it to state for last year and it, that it had to been it had been some time you know with only a three-team conference only one goes and it had been some time they made it to state last year you know congrats them um you know they got to play at alameda i, I you know it's kind of like their new alameda middle school is like their new home field so they had actually kind of like a new home field they play on so that was kind of neat to break in and um you know in the game so I talked to some people, you know, about the game and the game was um, Highland controlled a lot of the game and then just kind of some late, a late mistake led to that goal at the very, towards the very end of the game. Um, So, you know, that goes both ways. Soccer, soccer, you can control the ball the whole time and lose the game, right? I mean, that's how soccer goes. So, you know, congrats to Pokey, but it sounded like Highland had a lot of the control, but you know, when it, when it push came to shove, Pocatello came in and got that late goal at the end. And uh, that's, and that's why I was talking to some coaches. I mean, that's soccer. You, you could have all the stats and lose the game more than any other sport I can think of. Just ask Idaho state that happened so often to their women's soccer team last year. Yeah. Was... They were always right there, right? They're just were <sighs> controlling the games and one goal or they were tied and would give up one goal. Yeah. I noticed that last two year as well. Yeah. And, and one more bit of news, you know, it's kind of out of season, but I did see this today, uh, a Highland to Idaho state connection. Certainly there's lots of Highland athletes that are playing at Idaho state right now. Ian Hershey getting ready to kick and punt, punt yeah. for the Bengals, which is, you know, awesome for him. Uh, but uh softball standout, Jenna Kearns from Highland signed with Idaho state's softball program um, this week, which is awesome. Good for her. Congratulations. She's, she's awesome. She, uh, she was the catcher on, uh, on the Rams last year. And she, okay. she was awesome. So yeah, that's great. I mean, there's going up and watching a softball game um, at ISU is really kind of fun. You can go sit up on the Hill at Bart's field and it's, it's a very cool venue. It's a unique, very unique, cool. Just like there's this really great little softball field kind of in the middle of a dog park. But I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, you just don't really you don't think it's there, and they're like, oh, there's a there's a park. But that'll be great. That'll be great for her to be there, and uh, that's always exciting to have some local players at Idaho State. Definitely, the parking isn't always great, but the but the park itself is very nice. At, at I mean, Idaho you might State. have to walk a little bit, but you know, you got you're getting your steps in. The sun's out. Why not? Right. Uh, Highland did rebound on Saturday after that one nothing loss to Pocatello on Friday. And the boys were supposed to play, but it got uh, rained out or postponed due to bad weather. So the Pokey and Highland boys didn't actually get to play on Friday. But the girls, after dropping that one nothing game to Pocatello, had to play Twin Falls, the defending 4A champions on Saturday. And they earned a 1-1 draw. So I thought that was a nice bounce back for Highland against still a pretty good Twin Falls team. So Yeah, I think Twins still ranked in some of the polls as the number one team in 4A. Um, and they've been pretty dominant for a few years. It's just a really tough field or a tough, a tough team to go against. And 
And Highland also uh, yesterday picked up an 8-1 win versus Preston here yes. locally, too. So they've rebounded pretty well after that. And, you know, if you talk to any coach, the first game, play, playing playing the big in-city rival the first game is not always what we uh, are looking forward to on our schedules. But, it, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter in the big pictures of the things, but it matters kind of in motivation and kind of getting that effort later on in the year. Definitely. Let's switch gears to volleyball now. You know, I've gotten a lot of questions about, hey, when are you guys going to start talking about volleyball? Well, we're going to start now because the season <laughs> is actually starting finally. Um, volleyball teams will begin competition this this weekend. Um, today, the uh, first uh, volleyball coaches polls came out. It's all preseason. Nobody's played yet, so everybody's just kind of taking their best guess. Uh, there's probably like, what, 170 or so volleyball teams around the state right because even the really small schools can play everyone volleyball. has vo everyone has a volleyball team right yeah they're uh, just tons i can't i counted today 90 teams got at least a vote in these preseason polls that's like half the teams which is crazy <laughs> well they're confident and i like it <laughs> well i mean i it, to me it just means it could be kind of wild wide open and unpredictable ex except for maybe 4A, 3A, I think Skyview at the 4A, Sugar Salem at the 3A are so far ahead of everybody else. But the other classifications could be wide open. Let's, let, let's start with 5A. Madison was the top team in the preseason coaches poll. They got seven first-place votes, um, and they are the – let's see. The only other team from East Idaho ranked in the top five is Thunder Ridge, yeah. and they are in a tie for fourth with Mountain View – and a Waihee. So, and we know Madison's good, right? They, they were playing on Saturday last year at state. We're one of the final three teams and um, they've got a lot of good players coming back. So. Yeah. And, and in fact, I, I think a couple of people have mentioned they might have one of the best players in the state on their team. Excuse me. I can't think of her name off the top of my head because it just dawned on me, but that they're going <laughs> to, Madison's going to be really tough. Um, Thunder Ridge is Thunder Ridge. I feel like has just the endless supply of, girls talent <laughs> they just are good they just have so many good girls and um that'll be real exciting for them as well definitely yeah madison's got um a couple of all-conference performers uh coming back this year They're, you know kinley curbs is really awesome that might be who i'm thinking of they, uh, and a bunch of people yeah were like you know they might not say it out loud but they felt like that might be one of the best players in the whole state yeah, Curbs is good. I know uh, Mariah Wilson got all-conference honors, and, and Maddie Wilcox did as well. So, that, I mean, it's a good nucleus for Madison to kind of build around there. Um, in the in, And then uh, in the 4A poll, Skyview, clearly number one. They're, they're the best volleyball program in the state, no matter what level you're playing at. So that one's kind of a race for second, I feel like. But Bonneville is second in the preseason coaches poll, and, and Century in there at number five. Yeah, you know, and Bonneville had always, you know, Bonneville had always been up there and Century was always very competitive there. And But if I, I feel like the last few years, I haven't seen a lot of Bonneville. And Idaho Falls used to always have, Idaho Falls, I remember, won 5A and then dropped down to 4A. And their, Idaho Falls always has a really tough volleyball team, too. I, you know, I think they got some votes. Um, but yeah, Bonneville, I'm glad to see Bonneville back up there. And um, yeah, that, that's... I think I think it's just going to be. I think you have Skyview, and then you've got a lot of parity. You've got a lot of things. I think Wood River comes back to with a pretty good team from last year. Um, I wouldn't sleep on I wouldn't sleep on the Thunder of Pocatello either. I think they've got a pretty good team. Um, I know Preston's done a lot of work too. So 
uh yeah you just and then then you've always got teams from up north like sandpoint come and compete very well at the state tournament so 4a again you know 4a has the most schools those state tournaments are always the most most interesting with max preps and all that all that becomes very very interesting i I mean i don't think the number one seed will be in in much question but you know who knows you got a long season but I think as far as 4A and Skyview competing in the Boise area, they've got a pretty good shot at winning that conference. Yeah, I mean, Eden Bauer is kind of the key player for them. She just got offered from BYU today, so or or this week. So, I mean, that's kind of where they're at. Um, so, yeah, Bonneville and Century in the top five. Idaho Falls, Blackfoot, Pocatello, Skyline, Hillcrest, all receiving votes. Kind of giving you an idea of... You know, I don't know if anybody's too sure what's going on. 3A, Sugar Salem. Again, heavy favorite here. They're so good. They returned so many players from last year's team. Uh, But South Fremont also in the poll at number four, and they caught a first-place vote. And Snake River is in there right now uh, at number five as well. So three teams from East Idaho in the top five for 3A. Yeah, of course, we know Sugar Salem's a powerhouse. And South Fremont's good is always really good. And Snake River, I feel like a few years back was was kind of a powerhouse in 3A volleyball. So maybe they're on the uptrend. I also see like Marsh Valley um, received some vo- votes from the area. And Marsh Valley, I know, has done a lot to work on their volleyball program. I know know some of the the people involved in that. And so I would watch out for Marsh Valley. Um, they're always a they're they're kind of always a. You kind of see Marsh Valley popping up a lot in a lot of these polls and all the sports just kind of they're kind of creeping their way in. You know what I mean? And uh, the Eagles are flying a little bit this year. It looks like they, they are pretty consistently in just about every sport. They're always in the mix at state. They're always they're always there. So, yeah, Marsh Valley for sure. American Falls also uh, got some votes in this preseason poll. The 2A poll West Side, the number one team. Uh, Westside uh, and Bear Lake have really been fighting for supremacy in that conference the last several years. Um, Westside uh, is ranked number one, and then you've got Ryrie at number five. I think Ryrie is a, is a sleeper team. I, I think Ryrie last year really came onto the scene, got the state, and I'm expecting big things from the Bulldogs this year. Yeah, Ryrie, I mean, they've had some good tennis players come out of there that have had to go play other places, and a lot of times tall, long-arm girls are good at volleyball and tennis it kind of goes together so i wouldn't be surprised at that and yeah i think we were in west side when west side won their district i think that we were at a football game and the girls had won um their district and set and had said that because they beat bear lake or something so that'll be a good battle down there and uh in that neck of the woods that south neck of the woods i think for sure uh between west side and bear lake and the girls volleyball that'll be that'll be a, a difficult district but really fun it will be because Bear Lake got votes, Aberdeen got votes, Malad got votes, and then up north, West Jefferson has been really good the last couple of years. West J from District 6 got votes as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of good volleyball going on in, in the 2A ranks. 1A, D1, Grace tied for fourth in, in the top five. And Grace had this really awesome group of of athletes come through a lot of them have graduated now and so it's up to the next group of players to kind of fill the gaps at grace and i one ad one's hard to predict because you're one or two injuries away from really having the complexion of your season change right oh yeah it's just the the numbers are slim picking and your team your team is your team right i think that's what i've seen watching these smaller division divisions 
if you have one person get hurt, it can it can just be catastrophic, and you might not have a ton of people to sub in to begin with. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see see how that turns out. And there's again, like you said, there's just tons of teams, and I'm just looking at all the people who got votes, and yeah, I'll be that's a lot of volleyball. Yeah, that be. <laughs> Uh, Chalice and Butte County both received votes as well from, from East Idaho. Um, Ch- Chalice is kind of sneaky, I think. Keep an eye on Chalice this year. 1AD2. Rockland tied for first. Mackey third. Ledor fourth. And this is kind of setting up what we saw last year where the conference in, in volleyball and in girls basketball, the Rocky yep. Mountain Conference was really good. And so Rockland, Mackey, and L- Ledor all three of those teams are really good, and I haven't looked at the bracketing yet, but typically only two teams get in from the Rocky Mountains. So that, that could mean a good team is staying home at State. Yeah, I think I think it is only two, unless it changed this year. And I, you know, I don't know, but that that'll be super tough. Um, and that's why conferences become so important. I, that's why I like when I mean I like it when conference plays just so important that winning your conference means means a big deal because. Not only do you beat that other team in your conference, it probably potentially sets up being on the opposite half. So the only way you're going to play with them again is in the championship. And sometimes people don't think about that, but with Max Preps, hope you know, hopefully that you, you if you beat them, you will be on opposite sides. And because uh, you you know, I think the biggest problem we've had with tournaments is playing the same team over and over and over again, first rounds, and so. You know, getting on an opposite bracket side would be great for a uh, Rockland or Mackey. And Rockland's just sports wise, is last year they had a phenomenal year and it, they're shaping up to have another big year. So I I thought they were kind of one of the biggest sports um, teams of all last year, probably in Southeast Idaho. They just, they just had a phenomenal group of athletes, girls and boys. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. And I did just look it up, Sean, two and a half bids from the oh, Rockland. So they got to play in one. So the, the good news is, he, is whoever takes third has a chance to play in. The bad news is, is you got to go all the way to Prairie High School up in Cottonwood to, to do it. And you're right playing, by the prison. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're playing the champion of District 1, which uh, more than likely will be Clark Fork. Uh, Clark Fork typically has, has ruled that conference over the past couple of years. So um, good to see three teams there. And then Grace Lutheran also received votes so keep an eye out for the royals from grace uh, lutheran right season. on yeah yep yeah. yeah. so that's kind of uh what's going on in volleyball everyone's going to start competing this weekend and then next week we'll talk about this quite a bit more sean but uh next weekend is one of the premier volleyball tournaments in the state of idaho the peg peterson invitational that highland hosts every year i mean there's usually 30 to 40 teams that descend upon pocatello to compete in that one yeah, it's gotten so big. I think they use the mech for some of those games too. The the athletic venue here in Pocatello. So it's. I think it used to just be in Highland High School, but now I think it's so big they use both venues. You are correct, and the mech is um, the Mountain Event Center, right? Yes, it's very, uh... <laughs> very close to Highland. It's like a you could throw something from it almost. Yeah, the 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 Mountain View event center. Mountain Mountain View, yeah, there. Yeah, go. yes. Um there's lots of uh, bazaars and things that get held in there do craft shows and whatnot. Um <laughs> I go to those with my wife, I'll I'll admit. So <laughs> Brandon has a lot of nice handbags and you know, I I do it really. You got to so it's a whole look that I'm trying I, to pull off here. I get yeah, it. For sure. All right, let's wrap up with football. What's going on this week? 
uh, we have to start with the Rocky Mountain Rumble. I mean, this is the biggest event ever. For the first time, there are uh, eight games, four on Friday, four on Saturday, eight of Utah's best against eight of Idaho's best in terms of just It used Idaho. to be one day, right? I think yeah. it only used to be one day. I mean, yeah. it's just grown exponentially. Yeah, and it used to be, you know, teams from like California and Washington would come. And, it, you know, in recent years, it's kind of turned into a Utah. I don't think. But honestly, I mean, the teams in Utah are all really good. So, yeah, you know, it's all good. I like it. Yeah. So in terms of uh, East Idaho teams that are playing the first game with an East Idaho squad will be on Friday. It's the very first game. 11 o'clock in the morning, Marsh Valley will take on South Summit High School. And again, all of these games will be streamed live on idahosports.com. So you can tune in basically all day Friday and Saturday and get your fill of football. So Marsh Valley will play South Summit High School Friday at 11. And then that's it for East Idaho teams. And then the what East about Idaho- Skyline? Uh, Friday. Skyline. Eight o'clock skyline grizzlies. Oh, yes, you are right. Yes, skyline. Don't forget Uh, skyline, Brandon. Again, you're (laughs) they're gonna call you up again, trying to save you. (laughs) They are. I was, I was trying to, I was trying to uh jump ahead to Saturday. Uh, you know what the problem was is I'm looking at district five here on my screen and I need to look at district six as well. Yeah, we got skyline grizzlies versus Stansbury stallions. What a name! Yeah, Stansbury. Um, we'll play skyline at eight o'clock. On Friday night, you are correct. And then on to Saturday, there will be three more East Idaho teams in action. Pocatello will play at 2 o'clock against Morgan High School. You will have, uh, where is Sugar Salem at? They're uh, playing, let's see. You got Highland Rams at 5 o'clock versus Lehigh Pioneers. Yes, okay. Highland against the Lehigh Pioneers. For some reason, I thought Sugar was playing in this, but I must have gotten that. They played in last year's. That's what. That's what. And then you have at eight o'clock. You have Madison Bobcats versus Tulane Buffaloes. Tuella. Tuella. The Tuella Buffaloes. Wow, they've got great names. Yes, I'm liking. I'm liking all these names. Cool. Hey, it's not like I'm calling these games or anything. I should probably figure out who's actually playing in this. You thing. guys should have asked me to. Now you're going to feel real bad. But uh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, ad- I'll admit I've, I've done my research on the Utah teams first because they all have played two games so far. I'm oh, they do- start this Utah season does start earlier. So, y- yeah. So it was easier for me to figure out the Utah schools and the Idaho schools. I'm finishing up my prep uh, tomorrow on that. So anyways. Um, so, yeah, Madison, Skyline, Highland, Pocatello. Marsh Valley, all representing the great state of Idaho in the Rocky Mountain Rumble. Other games that will be on IdahoSports.com. That's right. We're bringing you stuff outside of the Rocky Mountain Rumble. How about Friday night, 7 o'clock at Ravston Stadium? Thunder Ridge taking on Idaho Falls. They used to be conference rivals. No longer. But this is an important game, I feel like. Thunder Ridge is 0-1. They don't want to start 0-2. And Idaho Falls has a lot of people questioning, you know, after last year where they missed the playoffs by a game, essentially, um, you know, this is going to be a big statement opportunity for Idaho Falls as well. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we were talking about Idaho Falls is going to make the playoffs and at the start of the year and then it didn't happen. And then you've got a, a Thunder Ridge team with some new leadership trying to kind of, you know, make their break into the Idaho Falls area. So you know, a good rivalry, rivalry game. And, um, yeah, both, both 
it's it's kind of a statement game for both. I mean, if you're Idaho Falls now that's moved down to 4A, you beat a 5A team. That's always good for your resume. And like you said, for Thunder Ridge to come out and kind of not go down 0-2 playing that early week zero game, um, you know, that's I think that's important for your team and what you're trying to build. Yeah, so big opportunity for Idaho Falls there, and that game will be on IdahoSports.com, 7 o'clock kickoff from Rabston Stadium. We'll also be bringing you Friday night a non-conference game in the 4A ranks. The Blackfoot Broncos are going to travel over to Emmett to play, and people forget that Emmett won the 3A SIC last year because um, they lost right away in the playoffs. But they are the reigning conference champs over there in District 3. And this, this to me, is an interesting game as well. Blackfoot making the long trip across to Emmett. Yeah, Emmett, Emmett's, I've been to a game at Emmett, and it's it's very interesting. They have the geometric dome schoolhouse out there. So it's, it's pretty interesting. But Emmett, Emmett's a good team. You know, I was talking to some coaches, and they're like, don't be surprised to see Emmett come out out from from up there in the – uh ada county or i don't know if they're in ada county i don't know where emmett is as far as county lines so revoke that comment but <laughs> from, from that... the boise area there we yes. go <laughs> yeah. but uh emmett oh, they've they've been good for they've just kind of kept going and that's a tough conference there's a lot of good teams in there and they're always getting a playoff spot out of that conference which i think people forget and uh that's a long trip and that's a it's a it's a beautiful in the mountains field i um, it'll be a good game. It, it'll be a, it'll be a good wake up call for both teams. I think to start the season. Yeah, and you talk to Blackfoot fans, and they're excited about the potential of this year's team. Jackson Grimmett back at quarterback. Austin Ramirez, the running back. Javante King and Deegan Hale, their top two receivers. They're set up. The, the potential is there for Blackfoot uh, to to put together a nice season. And then we've got a Saturday game for you on IdahoSports.com as well. Uh, actually, not a Saturday game. Scratch that. Friday night. It is Bear Lake at North Fremont. These are some of the preseason favorites from District 5 and District 6. Bear Lake was picked first in the preseason coaches poll down in District 5. And North Fremont and Firth, you can flip a coin up in District 6. But this is an important game. Uh, I think North Fremont's going to be really good. I vote in the media poll every week, and I have voted North Fremont as my number one team in Class 2A for two weeks in a row now. I think they're going to be really good. And Bear Lake, I think this is an opportunity for them to show what kind of team they can be. Yeah, I mean, I think Bear Lake's been on the edge. They've just had the powerhouse of Westside in their conference. And for me, until I see someone beat Westside, I'll I'll jump on that bandwagon. But it's it's I haven't I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never <laughs> even seen it be close. So um I know there's been some close games, but I personally have never ever ever seen it. And North Fremont and South Fremont are just always so tough and I really like those fifth and sixth district games where they go and play each other. And it usually happens at the start of the season, like Firth and Westside, I think will be the fir- their fir- both of their first games again this year for like the 13th year or something they were saying in a row, which that game's always gnarly too. So yeah, I, a good game for both teams, you know, like, like a, the, a couple coaches say, you know, it, it doesn't matter because it's not a conference game. But it matters because we want to get that win against that hard opponent at the start of the season and set that tone. So, well, and you know, Max Prep's rankings, you know, that it factors in there as well, certainly. So, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joking. I'm joking. I got to be devil's advocate every now and then. Right. You are correct, though. Um, West Side will be traveling to Firth for a seven o'clock kickoff last year in the regular season opener for both teams. 
instant classic uh went to overtime oh, yeah. and and west side ended up pulling it out and then they beat Firth for the second year in a row in the 2a championship um other games of note you've got bonneville traveling to logan utah you've got um You've got Preston playing on Thursday night against South Sevier High School in Utah, and they're going to play that at uh, Utah State University. Oh, how a, fun. Yeah, Maverick Stadium. So that's that's kind of cool for Preston. And then Shelly says, oh, yeah? Well, we get to play on the blue turf. Shelly will play Star Valley, Wyoming on the blue turf at Boise State University, Albertson Stadium. How cool is that? Wow, that's what a interesting game to be in Boise, those two teams. Um, yeah, that but what a great I mean they've probably added 100,000 more seats there since last year or something, but yeah, that place is nuts so. Yeah, it's we Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, that's it. I was going to say it's weird because both teams are traveling the same direction. They're both going west. Um instead of meeting up somewhere, you know, we, we asked the Shelly coaches, uh, when we first saw this and we were putting in the schedules for the season, we said, that can't be right. You're really playing at Boise state against the Wyoming team. They said, yes. They said, we basically want to, um, we want to be in the moment and we want to, uh, have as many experiences for these kids as possible. So, Hey, playing in Boise state and the blue turf. Yeah. Experience. You can check the box there for Uh, sure. Absolutely. How cool is that? Um, and also another game that I think is going to be kind of interesting is Snake River at Kimberly in the 3A ranks. Um, just to see, you know, both of these teams made the, uh, well, Kimberly missed out on the playoffs last year, but they're expected to bounce back this year. Snake River is a team that's getting a lot of preseason buzz. So it'll be interesting to see how those two teams kind of feel each other out in their season opener as well. Yeah, you got Snake River coming in preseason rank number five and Kimberly getting some votes. So that area, Kimberly, you know, that, that treasure Valley area, three, eight, they just have so many teams in that area They're and they're always so solid, but you know, snake rivers always kind of been a powerhouse and I believe they have a new coach too. There's so many new coaches. It's hard to keep track of. I'm pretty sure they have a new head coach too. And they're kind of looking to kind of get it back on, on track and, and uh, winning or being in the playoffs and and contending for the title. Yeah, uh, all three teams in that league, Marsh Valley, American Falls, Snake River, all have new head head coaches. So <laughs> I'll try my best. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so that uh, that that's a lot to uh, to cover. Um, you know, that's just a sampling of what is happening this weekend. As always, we encourage you to go to idahosports.com and check on schedules and scores to see, um, you know, where your favorite team is playing. Um, and we'll, we'll recap as much of it as we can on next week's edition of the East Idaho prep cash. Sean, you ready for the first full week of competition? I, I am, you know, I got to catch a couple soccer games this week. So that was fun. Um, and um, I'm pretty excited to see volleyball. Volleyball, volleyball. They, I think they practice for like eight hours a day. Um, I don't, you know, I, I always, I'm, they put in a lot of work in volleyball, and so I'm. It's pretty fun to go watch some volleyball games, and you know, cross country's getting going, and and golf. There's a couple golf tournaments. I don't think, I think the first one here was maybe to today. I think some century might have been going to one today. Because there was soccer and golf, and we have some people with conflicts, so mm. there might have been a golf tournament today. So that's getting going. So yeah, just we will have nothing. We won't have any lack of content. 
for you guys coming up. (laughs) And as a reminder, if there's something specific you want us to highlight or talk about, send us an email, Brandon at IdahoSports.com, or um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, as well. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into the East Idaho PrepCast. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.